we also saw that there were incredible strengths and we thought something needs to be done because we're we're wasting talent and we can't afford as a nation or a society to waste talent don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful not defending just the tribe but defending the organization those creative people that you really want to keep empowered keep excited keep motivated keep thinking good experience pays dividends down the line stereotypes tend to break down in proximity welcome to we're only human a podcast about human resources business technology and the workplace my name is ben eubanks your host and i'm so glad you're here If you did not notice, in the last few weeks, we have taken some breaks from the podcast, letting things settle in the bigger world around us, and we've been watching very closely, trying to make sure we're supporting in the best ways we possibly can. One of those ways we were supporting is through HR Summer School. If you did not see this event, if you did not participate in this event, you missed out. The replays are out there. You can see those on demand. But HR Summer School was a tremendous experience, a tremendous event made so many new friends, so many new connections, and it was a, a joy for me to be able to deliver that to thousands and thousands of HR leaders in the community across the world. It was just a, a phenomenal experience to expose them to new ideas, to inspire them, to educate them on the latest and greatest, the latest thinking about how we can be great as HR talent leaders. Again, if you want to check that out, hrsummerschool.org. One of the themes in the event, though, we talked a lot about inclusion and diversity and how those things work. And today's conversation is actually going to dig into that around the concept of neurodiversity, looking at those individuals who have different neurological capabilities and how to leverage those in unique and interesting ways. It's an interesting conversation. It's a fun way to bring us back from a little bit of a break for the podcast and look forward to some really exciting and fun new episodes coming up very soon. I'm glad to be back and I hope you are as well. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, this is Ben Eubanks, host of We're Only Human. I'm really glad to have you here today. And today we're going to talk about, if I had to guess, we're going to talk about being human a little bit. You know, in the last few months, we've talked about some deeper looks at inclusive hiring, how to get better at that with a couple of our guests. And today I want to take a little bit different approach to some of our previous conversations. We actually have Brenda Whitesburg here with us. She is the founder and executive director of Aspira Tech, and she's going to talk to us about some of the work that her and her team are doing to be more inclusive in their hiring. So welcome, Brenda. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Really yes, ma'am. So tell everybody a little about who you are and what you do. Okay. So I um, am the executive director of a very unique technology company. Uh, we are um, incorporated as a not-for-profit, and our mission is to employ individuals on the autism spectrum. We actually were founded in 2008, opened our doors a little over a decade ago, and we were the first company in North America to harness the strengths of autism to provide meaningful work in the areas of technology, specifically software testing and quality assurance because we found a very good fit between the strengths of autism and the needs required to do uh, top-notch software testing services. Awesome. That's wonderful to hear. So let's let's talk about that a little bit because I a lot of companies talk about inclusive hiring, right? They're, they're, they, they treat it like we have another way of hiring and we're going to try to include more people in it, but that's 
it seems like you're you're the opposite. We are already you're already being inclusive in your hiring. You're trying to make sure that you're you said it specifically there. The strengths of those individuals that have autism or, or another um, another ability like that. Talk about how you see inclusive hiring as a priority for employers. Okay, so I've um, since starting a Spiritech, and by the way, autism is inclusing increasingly being viewed in terms of neurodiversity. It's a different way of being neurologically wired. It includes not only autism, but other types, traits, maybe Tourette's or OCD or dyslexia. And um, we do have many people here on the autism spectrum who also have OCD or depression, you know, have other types of neurodiversity. So my approach is to um, diversity and hiring is toward the neurodiversity realm. And we started out because there was unfortunately an 85 to 90% unemployment rate for those people um, who were what we call neurodivergent with autism and other related conditions. And um, we also saw that there were incredible strengths and we thought something needs to be done because we're we're wasting talent and we can't afford as a nation or a society to waste talent and so have to support people um, who are uniquely qualified to do a whole range of jobs. But I will say today to your community of uh, listeners and to the HR community in general that we too, for too long have looked too narrowly at what diversity means to us in the workplace because diversity is more than just ethnic diversity, gender diversity, uh, etc. Um, it's more than just including people with disabilities. Within, even within the disability community, there isn't enough awareness, but there's a lot of growing awareness that there's, you know, there are a lot of what we call sometimes invisible disabilities. They're not people who may uh, have a visible disability, yet they may, you know, have autism or be dyslexic, etc., cetera, and, uh, and fall within that category. And there are lots of strong reasons for including them in your workplace. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I, if I'm going to be blunt, I would think a lot of employers probably say, yeah, but maybe I'm not sure how to do that. I'm not sure how to incorporate them. I'd like to do to incorporate these individuals into the workplace, but you know, I'm not sure what kind of accommodations I might have to do there. I'm not sure what I'll have to do to, to make the workplace more suitable for someone that has a, a different kind of ability, like you're talking about here. So what are some, some ways employers can help? someone that has autism or some other sort of uh, some, some different kind of capability there, how can they help them to perform their work? What sort of uh, things that can they put in place to make sure it's a little more friendly to those individuals? Okay, so um, that's a great question. So first off um, is to gain somewhat of an understanding of what in general makes people with autism and related conditions tick. You know, what makes them special? The reason we started with software testing, for example, is that um, many people on the spectrum have an incredible ability to focus. Um, they have exceptional skills when it comes to identifying uh, visual aberrations, differences that 
you are, and I may not be able to detect, they can detect it. Um, staying focused, following tasks step by step. In general, I would say they, and once again, this, these are gross generalizations. You've seen one person with autism, there's an, uh, there's an adage, you've seen one person with autism, like any other group of people. Mm. Everyone has their own individual um, strengths and challenges, all of us, including those on the autism spectrum. But these abilities to focus and this attention to detail, and they make great specialists, like really specializing and becoming subject matter experts, uh, rather than, um, I wouldn't say overall, they're great at multi multitasking and generalizing, but you have specific jobs where they could hone in on, awesome. Um, and, um, any kind of accommodations you have to provide or actually have been found to be good for anyone on your staff. Um, they may need uh, a different type of um, uh, interview process. They may need a different type of training. We do a lot of hands-on training because we train our staff before they start working so they are able to do uh, the work that we provide. Um, but. Those kinds of things, that kind of, um, uh, you know, helping people with the interview process is helpful to everyone. Yes. Uh, everyone can benefit from, from being Anyone can benefit. And having, like, peer support and uh, finding out which one of your staff members, how, how best to train them, support them, um, supervise them is always good. Some of our staff do really well with um, Skype or with a Slack channel. Our Slack channels are huge. And, um, and others need verbal directions written out. So you have to find out what each person needs. Um, some people might need a few things. They might need the work demonstrated and written out. But how many other staff do you work with who could benefit from that too? Like let's find out what people's learning style is their optimal work, you know, let's find people, coaches within, you know, people do that naturally, but you could also set it up. Uh, I don't think there's anything we've done that wouldn't work in any workplace. Now, don't be crazy, Brenda. Don't expect that employers can't treat everybody exactly the same and that they're not ever going to be able to. Goodness gracious. I love that that perspective. Um, sorry, I'm being a little, I'm joking a little bit. I love the perspective, though, to say, it, let's take one of the common examples that we see in the market today. Well, millennials want this, whatever this happens to be, and so treat right. all of them the same. And that's yeah, a that's no. a silly sentiment. And anyone that has spent five minutes with a group of individuals that are millennials, right, or as you're saying here, right, uh, someone with autism or something else, something else that they're working through, if you can't expect to treat all of them the same, and we shouldn't be. And I love that reminder that. That I wrote Everyone's down the different. yeah I wrote the, the piece the quote down that you said you've seen one person with autism well that means you've seen one person with autism that do not make any over generalizations or judgments about everyone because you've seen one person and how they are able to cope with the things that they face day to day 
And I will tell you, now I, I set out to found this company to solve my own problem with my own son, who is now 40. Um, and little did I know we'd be a company of 135 people and $8 million today um, and a model for others across the country. I will say there is an Autism at Work Employer Roundtable, which includes Microsoft and SAP, big and little companies. Um, and they all are finding methodologies and open to sharing to help because they've seen the benefit of hiring people on the spectrum. And so it is worthwhile to these companies to accommodate. And I'll tell you, for example, today more than ever before, companies need to innovate. And who better to innovate than people who are thinking outside the box? And if you go to Silicon Valley in particular, although tech is not the only area where people on the spectrum can demonstrate their talents and be a huge asset, but if, I mean, it is a little well-known secret. There are a lot of quirky types of people in Silicon Valley who may not have the best people skills, but put them on a computer. But a lot of our technology probably wouldn't exist if not for people on the spectrum. Um, I will say that we all come with our own biases. And even I, as a mother and a founder of this company, came with my own biases. And that was my original business plan. Not a lot has changed except for the scope and size of what we do. But I assume that people who were not on the autism spectrum would always have to manage and supervise those on the spectrum. And that's where I was wrong because my own biases said, oh, people on the spectrum probably are not overly empathetic toward others, won't be good supervisors. Well, guess what? Almost 90% of our leads and coaches, and even now one of our three QA managers is on the spectrum themselves. And they are excelling. Like, uh, they are incredible. So I, I think for HR directors and departments, you know, yes, we, we, it's so critical to have these diversity efforts. But let's not... Um, under undersell any anyone and think they are less than because it's incredible what we can learn from people uh, and the the talents are are really unlimited given the right job fit and the right support so something that we do have at Aspiritech which is unique is we have uh, in addition to job coaches who are working alongside the people, you know, they're doing the work too. Um, we have something called employment support specialists. And they are people usually with counseling or autism degrees um, who are there to support staff. They, it's kind of a beefed up HR. So in addition to our HR manager, they are there to help staff be the very best they can be at work. Um, and um, they step in and based on need, they might meet weekly, biweekly or monthly, even for very short periods of time to just ask, how are things going? Anything you don't understand, anything... I can help you with, they can provide accommodations. Maybe someone needs a noise-canceling headphones. Well, guess what? How many of us need noise-canceling headphones in open workplaces? 
maybe we need an accommodation of being able to work in a little private booth or um, maybe take a 10 minute break from the stress. I mean, all kinds of accommodations, but we all need them. We just put a lot of focus on that. And actually all these techniques have served us very well. Um, uh, we're recording during our coronavirus uh, crisis, mm -hmm. and we have been able to utilize these techniques, both um, the coaching and the supports to people working from home. We have a daily checklist to assess stress, a very short checklist to every staff person. How are you doing? Anything you need? How are you feeling? Um, and we have a methodology now to then respond to people who need a, a higher level of support. Same thing with coaching. Because we use Slack and other methodologies already to coach people um, in their work, we're using it now as they work from home. I could never have dreamed that people on the spectrum would be so successful working from home um, without, you know, someone physically uh, present to help them. And uh, it's working out really nicely so far. So um, I think uh, we have an untapped potential, an untapped uh, talent source of people on the spectrum. Uh, that I would highly recommend to companies to consider tapping into. There are resources to help you, like the Autism at Work Employer Roundtable. You could check them out. They're under Disability In, and they have resources. Internationally, we're one of the founding members of NeuroWorks, which is a global alliance of companies that are um, whose mission is to accelerate the employment of people with autism in tech fields. But tech is not the only place. Companies are using talent in many other departments, in accounting, in, in all kinds of departments. We have really a huge untapped labor pool. Hmm. I love that. I'm glad you pointed that out, too, because some of the use cases that I've heard of personally in the past are around software development or software testing, some of the same kind of things that, that your team does at Aspiritech. And so that, that made sense to me logically that that would be a focus area. But like you were just saying, right, accounting, that's very, very, very logic-based. There's a process. There's a path that you walk down. There, there are certain yeah. steps you have to take. It is about yes. reconciling information and making sure things are, are matching up. So there's opportunities in lots of areas to do that. Not just, well, if it's not coding, it's nothing. There are lots of opportunities to, to right, pull those things right. together. I'm going to make exactly. sure and uh, grab a couple of those resources that you mentioned, the roundtable, the NeuroWorks piece, to get those into the show notes because I think those will be good resources for people that are that want to learn more about this topic and, and dig a little deeper because um, I don't know about everybody else listening in, but I'm really – I'm learning a lot. I'm, writing, I'm taking a bunch of notes over here and, and picking up some good ideas for how this can help all kinds of employers, not just, again, those that might be in the tech space or somewhere else. Exactly. Awesome. And, um, yeah, any kind of work that requires step-by-step. -step, I mean, look, people are now turning to us to see if we could help with um, TSA work. Like, people who have to stare at x-rays of cargo and, and you know, 
AI work, I guess that's more technology, but there are people all over. They're using people on the spectrum with different abilities in warehouses. I know Walgreens has a long history of doing that. Um, all kinds of jobs. Um, so let's not limit ourselves. Let's look at each person as an individual at their unique sets of strengths and, and challenges and figure out you know, how best uh, they could fit into our companies. Because we have a 10-year-long success rate of doubling almost year over year. And we started in bad times in 2008 where there was no seed funding and uh, have come quite a long ways. Um, so 93% uh, of our revenue comes from our client work. And we only use that 7% of philanthropy for um, to pay for some of our support service. We also have social programs, not only for staff after hours and on weekends, but for the general community. But um, our uh, client revenue covers all our work and uh, infrastructure, and then some. You know, as you were talking a minute ago, one of the things that popped in my head, there's a... There's a study that I actually wrote about in my book about how they were trying to figure out if doctors or AI were more accurate identifying cancer cells. And in that study I referenced, they, they had doctors look at the cells and they were, you know, say, 94% accurate. They had the AI, the algorithm kind of scan it, and it was lower 90s, 92% accurate. But when they put them together, they were almost 100% accurate. And as I'm, as you're talking there, I'm thinking like that attention to detail, that focus, that intensity that they have to really target something and, and watch it through the end, that is not a strength of mine. I know I'll admit that, you know, first and foremost. Yeah. And my kids will tell you that's not bad strength. But for someone who has that strength and that capability, that helps us to make sure that in that, in that example, right, that we're that's a job you might not assume that someone would be suited for, but they can they can be the ones making sure that the algorithms are, are accurate and spot checking those things and testing those things just like they're doing with other software in other sorts of spaces. They can be checking in other other sorts of media and, and other applications. So there's so many use cases and opportunities to really wrap them into the workforce in a in a more full and kind of expansive role than um, they've they've often been relegated to in the past, I would say. Exactly. I mean, my son was relegated to uh, collecting carts and bagging groceries before after finishing a four year college. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those jobs. I've done all kinds of jobs. I went to an agricultural high school overseas, but it wasn't a good fit for him. He needed to be on a computer. Um, or with technology. So um, I, I think when we started out, the work, we were competing with offshore alternatives. So I think um, we also need to think about the fact that we have qualified people here who could be doing a lot of the work that we offshore. Um, and then you don't have the IP issues and you don't have, I mean, for the most part, generalizing, um, people on the spectrum are very honest. They're not stealing anyone's IP, and they tell you like it is. So if you want staff who are going to tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, that's also a good thing because um, we need to hear it from our staff. They're very honest. 
Um, so I think in terms of safety and security, you know, I'm hearing um, from some of our colleagues in Europe, do you know what people on the spectrum are being used for? They are um, analyzing police CCTV scans and finding criminals in the Netherlands. They're um, helping um, airport security in, in uh, Belgium. Uh, they're in Korea uh, helping uh, Korean car makers annotate video for self-driving cars. That then goes to machine learning, like what you were describing before. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of areas. So please think about, you know, one to two percent of our population are on the spectrum. Uh, the latest CDC um, prevalence rates talks about one in 59 eight-year-olds. Uh, we think it's probably, that's probably across the board. Of those uh, one to two percent of our population, about half have average to superior IQs. That That's really the people we target because we expect a, a pretty high level of independence. Um, so that's like 1% of the, that's a huge portion of our population, a huge untapped talent pool. And now we're learning some of them can work remotely. So even in rural areas, there's talent, um, you know, people who maybe not, cannot physically get to our office may be able to work, uh, remotely. And, uh, awesome. we will benefit. We will be a stronger, better society. Um, for it yes. and be much more innovative, much more innovative. Our people really think outside the box like none, no other, no other. I love that. That is the, that's the essential benefit of looking at neurodiversity is bringing those different perspectives to the table, seeing things that, that you or I wouldn't see potentially or, or someone else wouldn't be able to see because they see the world in a different through a different lens yeah. through a different perspective and that's a valuable thing to bring to the yeah. table um and actually we have studies that show that people on the spectrum excel at developing creative and novel ideas this is backed up by research recent research as well as their ability to detect imperfections also research-based and i can provide that for any of your listeners provide you with links well, excellent. So that brings us to the question I was going to ask you to kind of wrap this up because there's, uh, again, there's so many good takeaways and ideas here. If someone wants to learn more about Spirit Tech, wants to connect with you, Brenda, and learn more about the, the work you and your team are doing, uh, what's the best way to do that? Sure. So anyone who wants to connect personally with me or have me redirect your email to somebody else in our company, just write to info at aspiritech.org. It goes to me and I will redirect questions and answer you too. And definitely our uh, website is uh, aspiritech.org and that's A-S-P-I-R-I-T-E-C-H.org. Spirit is at the heart of what we do. Connect with us. We'd be happy to share anything we know because uh, that's part of our mission to help others uh, do, you know, do what we're doing, employ more people on the spectrum, harness their strengths. And make the world a better place, it sounds like, right? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. 
Brenda, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join me for the conversation today, to share some of these ideas with us, things that I did not know, and I'm sure that uh, most of the audience is probably surprised to hear as well. Um, thank you for the great team you and your, that the great work that you and your team are doing as well. I think it it truly is. I'm not just saying that, making the world a better place, and I'm appreciative for people like you. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity. Awesome. To everybody else, thank you for joining us on the show today. I'm Ben Eubanks, your host, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com. 